Hello, welcome back to the Life Runners podcast. I hope you all are having a wonderful day. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope the sun is shining and you're enjoying um, whatever you're up to. Um, I always wonder when people listen to this podcast, if it's like during workouts or maybe when you're working or do you put it on when you're, I don't know, cooking. It'd be interesting to know kind of what... When you're actually listening to this podcast, if you want to drop us a line with that, be sure to you could you could hit us up on Instagram or you can send us an email. Um, today, what we're going to be talking about, we can go back to watches now. Um, today, what we're going to be talking about is an announcement from the MCH Group regarding an extremely um, an extremely important festival to me. It's very near and dear to my heart, which is Basel World. Um, Basel World has had a, a rocky couple of years, especially with COVID, but I think COVID sort of amplified sort of some of the, the problems that they were having uh, up until this point, up until that point. Um, but the MCH group has announced that they are going to be returning with Basel World in 2022. And so this is a really exciting time. I'm, I was super excited to see this. I actually, th- I think I saw it first on Instagram. Um, and then I obviously went online and, and read some, some of the press releases about it. So I'll give you some information about this and sort of talk through some of the things that I I've been thinking about sort of as Basel World is returning. Um, so if you don't know, uh, Basel World is basically a, a watch trade fair where a bunch of companies um, all come together in Basel, Switzerland, in a place called Messe Basel, which is this big sort of um, event space. And they showcase the watches that they had produced for that year um, to the public. It's mo- most of the time it's, it's journalists who are covering the watches from, from each of these, um, for each of these companies who are showcasing their watches. Um, but obviously the public, this is the first time the public is seeing some of these new watches. Basel World is an ext- has been an extremely important uh, watch fair for the watch, Swiss watch industry um, for a very long time. It's been taking place in Basel since 1931. A ton of announcements have happened at, at Basel World, and it's a very important place for watch brands to really showcase what they've come up with for that year when it comes to design, but also from a technical perspective to really showcase what they're capable of doing. Um, I mentioned that it's a it's a fair that's very uh, close to my heart. I grew up in Basel, and so Basel World was something that really got the city very excited. Um, there was a, a different sort of uh, vibe that the that the city got when Basel World was in town. Um, there were a lot of uh, different people coming from all different countries and, and you know, you, you sort of saw them come in from uh, the Basel SBB, which is the uh, train station, but there's also a big tram stop. And normally Basel World had sort of a, a tent there with information that people could get so that when they're going to Mesa Platz, they kind of knew uh, what to expect. I remember being at the tram stops with my, my father and p- picking up you know, one of the magazines and newspapers that they had there for Basel World, and really just getting excited about these new watch releases from these companies. Um, so a very, very uh, iconic, a very important um, fair that takes place every year, for, or used to take place every single year for, for, for watches. Um, so 1931, fast forward to sort of modern day, um, the modern day, and what people are finding a lot about, uh, or what's sort of uh, been happening is, um, Basel World's management has changed hands a couple times and it's currently managed by the MCH group. Um, there was um, a lot of drama around Basel World based on some of the prices and the way that the, the trade show was actually being managed. 
and so um, there's been a lot. There was a lot of criticism about Basel World and where it was headed and how it was being managed. I think uh, what really sort of um, stamped the uh, stamped the, the nail or into the coffin um, was um, sort of the, the the bad experience that 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 many companies were having in Basel World. Um, you know, in in uh, May of 2019, Breitling actually came out with so much disdain that they actually said that they were not going to be attending 2020 because they had la- they they lacked the uh, lacked any faith in the way that Basel World was being managed. Um, this is a, a fairly big statement from a very big company, Breitling, um, and and I think that was really almost like the catalyst for a lot of these uh, these. Um, these things that sort of took place afterwards. Um, then sort of, you know, twenty. The, what ended up happening was COVID-19 sort of came through um, and this really kind of shook up really the whole economy, um, but obviously trade shows were not gonna, going to be able to be uh, take place um, because of all the restrictions that were being take, uh, put into place. It's, it's worth noting that um, Basel World literally occurred every single year in in Basel, Switzerland since 1931, even through the world wars, and and it really took COVID to really shut this this entire fair down. But um, because um, Basel World was not gonna be taking place, we started talking about, um, you know, obviously brands wanted refunds for the amount of money that they were were, uh, paying for um, their own booths at this this show. Basel World actually, uh, the MCH group, didn't have had disagreements on how to uh, work on those financial um, obligations that they that companies had made, and so a ton of companies uh, decided that they were going to leave. Rolex, Tudor, Patek Philippe, Chanel, Chopard, all these companies said they are not going to be participating in Basel World going forward. Um, Terry Stern, who's the the uh, President of Patek Philippe actually came out and said that the vision of his company and Basel World were no longer aligned, and that is one of the reasons why Patek Philippe would no longer be participating. It's a big change. It's it's definitely it was definitely something that that really set the the <clears throat> watch world on fire. Really, I think a lot of other companies followed suit, and so there's really a mad exodus from Basel World to a different fair. Um, Watches and Wonders is a, is a good one uh, to, to, to mention, which was formerly known as SIHH. And so, um, you know, this really left sort of the MCH group in Basel World really in tatters, if I'm completely honest. But super exciting this last week, Basel and the MCH group announced that Basel World would be returning in 2022. After this mad exodus to SIHH or Watches and Wonders, um, Basel World has announced that they are going to be holding. Basel World in Basel, uh, in it's going to be taking place from March thirty first, twenty twenty two, to April fourth, twenty twenty two. I thought this was a big step to announce that this this fair is going to return. Um, I'd say the the first reason that it's a big step is that it's really show, especially with the fact that they released the dates of this of this fair, is that um, this is really them saying uh, we are here to stay. Basel World is here to stay. We are going to be holding our fair. And it's competing head-on with Watches and Wonders, which takes place at a, at a similar time only in Geneva, but it's going to be taking place at a similar uh, time span as, as Basel World will be next year. 
I think the second thing, reason why this is a big step is um, the MCH group has to revitalize this brand that has been damaged by the way it's currently been, by it's, the way that it's been managed for the last couple of years. So they've obviously, they have to have made some fairly large changes to the way that they're going to be managing uh, the fair and the direction that they want to take it in. So we'll, we'll have to see what, what that comes out to. And then the third thing is really, uh, for me, it's, it's coming out of a difficult time, you're going to have to do something to try and entice brands to show their watches at Baselworld again. Um, most brands have found other outlets to do that. I think a good example actually is, is Watches and Wonders. This last year, they had some online, obviously they had online showcases of many of their watches, and I think it was actually all of their watches, but there was an online experience that you could go through, which was completely different than what Basel World really is, which is an in-person show. You get to uh, touch and feel and photograph the, the, the watches as much as you want. And, um, you know, that's going to be a very different change that they're going to they're gonna have to kind of pivot towards. Um, also, with, with companies coming out of a difficult time, there, like I said, there has to be some way of in, in incentivizing them. So is that a financial decision that they're going to make? Are we going to make it cheaper to get a booth in Basel World? How's that going to work? I'm, I'm optimistic that um, Basel World will c come back in some form in its, its you know, former glory. Um, it's a very important part about, of Basel. Uh, it's, it's, it really, um, like I said, sort of stimulates the, the city and um, gets people excited about something that they're offering to the world. Uh, I, I, there's a, you know, everyone talks about, for example, the, the sausage maker, or the sausage, the guy who sells uh, Bratwurst in Messeplatz, he's like, it's so easy to make money because you just go there and you can sell sausages to all these journalists who, who are covering these watches. It's those types of things that, uh, you know, the city has been missing. Obviously, COVID-19 did disrupt the city, just like it did the rest of the world. But without Basel World, I think it would have been a real change for the, for the city of Basel. So I'm super excited that it's going to be returning to Mesa Basel and that there is a, another, you know, this, this fair with all its you know former glory and and all of its um, history is going to come back and be able to be a platform for for watchmakers to showcase the watches that they've produced that year and really get us excited about the coming releases from these brands i'd love to hear your thoughts on what um what you think about basel world returning in 2022 um it's a big step and i and i and i and i think it's going to be i'm hoping it's going to be a good one for the MCH group and the, the fair. We'll have to see what brands decide to showcase. So if you wanna let, let us know what you think, hit us up on Instagram. You can also message us on, on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can email us, lifeonthewrist uh, at gmail.com. Um, so if you are new to the Life on the Wrist podcast, we are a podcast about watches, just about any topic you can think of, we cover it here. So if you uh, enjoy these types of podcasts, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get every single episode when it's released. Also, if you wouldn't mind uh, rating this podcast, it really does help us out. Feedback is always appreciative, and so we want to make this um, the best podcast for your experience. If, if you haven't checked out our website, head over to lifeontherest.com where you can see all of our content. The majority of our content comes in our editorial section as well as our YouTube channel. We post a, an, editorial, an, an, artic, an article in the editorial section of our website for every YouTube video that we produce, which... Our YouTube videos are produced Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or released Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you can expect three articles or three YouTube videos from us. Um, 
And so um, be sure to head over there if you want some more content from us. You can also check us out on our social media, as I've mentioned it before, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you name it, we're there. So um, be sure to check that out as well. Uh, if you aren't aware, we do have some vintage watches on our watch store. Um, they're going quickly, but we do have uh, a couple left. Uh, we got a really beautiful Tudor Oyster Date, an oversized Tudor Prince Oyster Date, also nicknamed the Jumbo. We've got a Chronostop, a Vacheron, a really beautiful Caravel Diver. Um, check those out on our, on our store if you're interested. Uh, back to the podcast. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this podcast, um, and thank you very much for listening to this podcast.